This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. He died at 64, he died of cancer and he died quite quickly and he had been sick for a while but we didn't know that he was dying and neither did he. And I remember uh, it was actually only maybe a month or two before he died but uh, there was no indication. He loved Moore's melodies and he asked me if I could get a tape. Now I'd be thinking of songs like uh, The Meeting of the Waters, or She's Far From the Land, or The Last Rose of Summer. He just loved those songs. Now this was 1979, and I went looking for a tape. It wasn't that easy to get at the time, and by the time I got it, he had gone down so far that he was beyond being able to listen to it. So I regretted that. So I suppose, in memory of him, Maybe the last words of summer. youngest of a family of four small farmers we grew up in the 50s it was a, a very poor time in Ireland but looking back on my youth I wouldn't have regarded it as a time of to use the modern word austerity it was a good life in a lot of ways we had a little farm so we grew a lot of our own food and that sort of thing unusually for the time my mother was seven years older than my father which we didn't find out until almost when she died herself because she'd never admit to her age and the other interesting thing about them was they eloped to get married because her parents thoroughly disapproved you see my mother was reasonably well educated for the time she did some years school teaching before she got married though she wouldn't have been a fully qualified teacher that was common enough at the time my father then left school at 12 never learned to write he could read all right but he was never able to write even signing his name was a big act for him so it was a big difference between the two of them Her parents tried to arrange a marriage for her with a local farmer, a lot older than her, but a man who had lots of land and was well off. She refused that marriage and she eloped with my father. And they went off up to Sligo and they got married up there. She had to give up teaching, of course, when she got married. But she was a dressmaker 
And uh, I'd say in the early years, times were tough for them, and it was really penny-pinching all the way. She was enormously ambitious for us, so she wanted all of us to get secondary education, which we did, and went on to third level. So there was that constant pressure on them, and I'd say they made enormous sacrifices for us, which, of course, we at the time wouldn't have been that conscious of. But I know in later life, when we were all gone and they had time together, they were enormously close. They went everywhere together. There was little enough opportunity where I grew up for second-level education. And we lived about four or five miles from Redemptor's Monastery. And we used to cycle over there to novenas and stuff, and we got to know them. And when it came for my eldest brother to go to second-level the Redemptress suggested, why doesn't he go down to our school in Limerick, a boarding school? Which he duly did. And then the second one, Frank, who's well known, followed. And myself, I was the third in the conveyor belt. The only problem about it was the Redemptress school in Limerick was actually a junior seminary. It was preparing young fellows to become Redemptress. So I suppose, in a sense, all of us got into that at the age of 12 and it became part of our way of thinking. Then my sister, who was the second eldest, she decided to join a convent. I didn't expect she would, but she did. So we all ended up in religious life. I went into the whole environment of religious life far too young and bought into things when I wasn't in a position to really think them out clearly. And then I suppose both my brothers going ahead of me, there was an element of following on where they went. And my eldest brother was a great storyteller. And when he went to school in Limerick, he'd come back with these marvelous stories. I couldn't wait to get there. And the same at the seminary and all of that. So there was a good bit of that in it. But I don't complain. I've had a good life. I suppose in some ways, Probably the best thing that ever happened to me is the situation that I'm in now. That I'm now out of ministry, not allowed to minister as a priest because of my clashes with the Vatican over some of my views. The reason I say that is for the last three years since I've been out of ministry, I've got involved in a whole new world, the world of church reform. And I've become very involved, first at an Irish level with the Association of Catholic Priests, but much more recently at an international level. So I've come to know the reform movements right around the world. I've travelled, I've given talks, I've organised conferences here in Ireland. So it's a whole new, very exciting, very, very interesting world. And in your late 60s, which is normally a time you're slowing down and retiring, to be opened up to that whole new and exciting world, that has been very good for me. In my seminary time, then in the 1960s, things were changing. And I was in seminary here in Galway with the Redemptors. And we used regularly have what were called retreat days or days of recollection, during which there'd be silence. And at meals during those days, somebody would read from a spiritual book or something like that. But because things were changing, the man in charge of us decided, maybe instead we'd have music. And he asked us, the students, to choose the music. Very dangerous thing to do. We were big into Simon and Garfunkel at the time. Now, there was a student community there, but there was also a community of older priests there. And we were both together in the dining room. We had one side and the older priests the other side. So the tape of Simon and Garfunkel. The first one was Sounds of Silence. Okay, that was all right. And that was followed by Bridge Over Troubled Waters, grand again. But number three was Cecilia. You're breaking my heart. You're 
shaking my confidence and went into the vest. In bed in the afternoon with Cecilia, I got up to wash my face and when I came back, someone taking my place, there was utter shock at the other, other side of the room and the, the priest in charge of the students made a very hasty over to the machine and turned it off. And we ate the rest of the meal in severe silence, apart from all the giggling that was going on among the students. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.